Welcome back to Truth Carpet, a podcast by Love Loud. This is episode 11. My name is Unique Love, and I'm here with my best friend from the West Coast. S-I-M-O-N-E-L-O-U-D-D. Get ass me. Wipe it down. Hey. Simone Loud, y'all. <laughs> See, I will expect that from me, <laughs> but not you. Well, I'm glad to hear you excited, telling you all excited and stuff or whatever. How you doing today, girl? I'm great. This is episode 11. Can you believe we made it this far to episode 11? I'm so excited. We've come, we've come this far by faith. Yes, and outlining. Faith and outlining. Yes. <laughs> in preparation and right. manifestation. Right. Preparation and manifestation. Amen. Come on, Amen. somebody. I know y'all feel that one. How's the West Coast? West Coast is still hot and on fire. Oh, no, no, no. It's hot and on fire. <laughs> I was thinking about Alicia Keys, but I didn't want to sing that because of the, you know, right. the why it's on fire. But, but yeah, it's, it's still hot. We in 80s, 90s, and 70s. I know in Oakland, it's supposed to be 95 on Sunday. So <sighs> I'm just I waiting. That was I'm, over there. It's cold over here. Look I don't want it to be cold. I got a long sleeve shirt. I had a sweater on top of this. I got an undershirt under, and then I got little capri pants because you know they ain't that cool. But you look comfortable, girl. You look comfortable. <laughs> Thank you. And then also too, I've been binge watching Girlfriends. My girlfriends. My girlfriends. Hey, come on. I, um, I, I can't give them no more than that. I've been enjoying it. I am on season six, almost on season seven, and I've honestly enjoyed. I would say seasons four five and six more than the first three like i've been laughing oh. a lot more I'm, i don't know if maybe the writing got better but the jokes are a lot funnier <laughs> oh wow okay so i'm uh i'm on two i think i got a lot of catching up to do you really do i, could, I was I trying to wait for you hey, girl i was trying to wait for my birthday because like my idea of my birthday was just chilling with my girlfriends and i thought we were going to watch girlfriends but Per Twitter, they were already watching it, so we didn't watch Girlfriends together, but I did get to watch it. I'm on episode, I mean, I'm on season uh, two, so I'm going to catch up to you. Well, run it back. I heard birthday. You are officially in the what club? And, oh, my God. So you know how, like, every year people are like, oh, my God, how does it feel to be 15, 16, 17, all these years or whatever? And I actually do feel a little different. I don't know if it's the welcome that I'm getting for being a part of this 30s club or if it's like I literally woke up and it was like, ah. and the funny thing is like one of my friends, one of our friends told me that that was going to happen. Like I was going to wake up and feel different. And I thought she was just, you know, being funny or whatever, but I really woke up feeling like fresh, like, oh, positive vibes only. Yes, I am 13. Look at me, sweet tea. Yes, I feel great. I feel good. Like, yeah. You look good. I'm glad you're feeling good. Yes, I look good. I don't even wear my wig on. I got my scarf. I look cute, though. <laughs> but then I got on my knees. Oh, I was on my knees because the computer was up here. Um, and when I stood up, I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> my, knees. <laughs> my knees hurt. I was only down there for less than two minutes. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Welcome what? to the 30 Club, honey. Girl, girl my, my mental is positive, but my knees, honey, that's a different story. <laughs> hey, aren't you the last one out of the out of our, our group of friends to turn 30? You, you're the last yeah. one. You're the last I am. one. Yeah. So, yes. Welcome, darling. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up for the ride. <laughs> All right, y'all, so on this episode of True Carpet, I'm about to run it down for you. In our dorm store, we are going to be discussing things that we wish we had done while we were in undergrad at the illustrious Clark Atlanta University. Then in our hot topic segment, we are going to be discussing the pressures of having children and getting married. I know y'all are going to really feel this one, especially if y'all are in the late 20s, early 30s, maybe even in your late 30s, but <laughs> the pressures of not having 
what they thought that you would have or you thought that you would have already. And then we're going to be sharing with you two scenarios that are in relation to the pressures of having children and being married by a certain age, whether that pressure is from others or yourself. And then we have announcements at the end that I always tell you that you don't wanna miss out on. So stick around until the very end because there's something for everybody. All right, girl, you ready to go ahead and hop into the dorm story segment? Yeah, baby. Let's get into it. <laughs> Today's dorm story, we're asking the question, what is something you wish you would have done differently while in undergrad? For me, I wish I would have studied abroad. That's the main thing that I regret not having done while I was an undergrad, mainly because okay. I was too afraid to leave the country by myself. And the main reason I went to Atlanta is because I had family there. My mom was like, I can go to school out of state, but... It has to have family there if I'm going to go out of state. Just, you mm -hmm. know, as far as safety and being protected and if I need anything, things like that, which was understandable. So the thought of me going outside the country, I was just like, oh, no, I don't know if I'm ready for that or not. And now I'm like, I should have took the chance, went out the country and learned in another environment and got to know another country. Because at this point, I don't know when I'm going to be able to go out the country again with this coronavirus. Right. You already got had your birthday uh, trip canceled because right. of the coronavirus. Should have been in Amsterdam, but look at me in California. But damn, but damn. <laughs> what about you? So that's crazy because I wish the same thing. I didn't have the knowledge that I did now. Like I assumed I would have had to pay out of pocket, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I didn't know like what it meant to travel and you know study abroad. But since you answered that. I'll say my other answer, which is if I could go back, this is my truth. So I'm going to close my eyes so you, I don't see your reaction. I wish I would have went to a county college for the first few years and then transferred to Clark Atlanta University because our school was is a private institution and everybody knows private institutions are more expensive. So my loans are so much money, but I know I could have saved money or been less in debt than I am now if I had gone to accounting college. Now I did take some courses which saved me probably like $200. Like that probably saved me more than $200. <laughs> but if I would have graduated there first, transferred those and then finished the last two at Clark Atlanta, I would have been Gucci. Can I say Gucci? I don't think I probably want Gucci. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> say what you but, please. Kind of say what you please. But um, other than that, like I wouldn't trade that because my college experience wouldn't have been the same. I probably wouldn't have met y'all. You know, it would have been different. But financially, that's one thing that I wish I would have done while in undergrad. What if we never met? And what if we never were roommates? What if we never? What, what was it? Everybody bow your heads. We're going to pray it for was, Moni right now. Was a, um, it's a moment of silence. The competition that we was in and you won. <laughs> and then like, the uh-uh, who is that moment for the <laughs> year? Uh-uh, <laughs> who is that? The step team, all of that, all of that. Begin. Well, if you would have studied abroad, the same thing. You would have been there for however long, the semester or whatever. Well, unless I would have went to Japan or whatever with you. So it would have been the same thing. But then I think about like, we I don't want to say names, but we do have people who weren't freshmen when we stepped and they stepped because that was their first year they transferred from another school. Yeah. So we don't know if the stars would have aligned, but we would have this dope title, Love Loud, <laughs> as our name if we didn't know each other. So Just don't everything know. works out for a reason. But if I could go back and if you could go back, you would have studied abroad and I would have save money a bit or shoot i would have applied for some scholarships i was a lazy high school student but anyway <laughs> we already shared our answers welcome to suite 223 our poetic section i am going to be reciting an original poem by myself unique love entitled estranged my heart is not your fiddle no longer am I intrigued in solving your riddles, causing me to feel plagued by your vague voice of reason. In solitude, I walk, 
head held high into my new season. Knowing my worth, despite this hurt, agony, and pain, I feel stronger now that we are estranged. Snap, snap, snap. Clap, clap, clap. It's up. Love it. So, you know, we got to give the people the tidbits on the details. So, what is the inspiration behind Estranged, darling? I'll start with the inspiration of why I wanted to share this piece. So, um, one of my friends from high school and middle school bought our second volume and one day we were surprised because we were tagged in the video where he had recited the poem on Instagram. Um, he was hanging out with his friends in Vegas and he was reading a poem aloud to his friends. That's what we saw on IG, but the longest story is they were reading through the whole book with one another. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then they were like, if he stopped and he was like, you record this, record this, it's my favorite one. And then they recorded it because that's his favorite and because that stood out to him. I wanted to recite that on here today. So what? That's what's yeah. up. I know that was reading through the whole book. That's yeah. Okay. Um, they were like, "Yo, what? You reading this book? What is this book?" And then he started reading out loud to them. I was like, "Oh!" And then I knew he read it on a plane, so that was his umpteen time reading it. <laughs> That's hella dope. That's hella yeah, dope. Yeah, that is dope. But the inspiration behind the poem was based off of a breakup that I had gone through. Um, I felt like, you know, you go through wondering what's going on between the two of you, um, why all of a sudden things are feeling a little distance between y'all or whatever, like you're trying to put the puzzle piece together. But once you let go and don't have to deal with that anymore, it's just like, <sighs> like a deep breath. I feel way better being estranged from you, like not having to deal with you or being associated or have to deal with that drama that frustration all that stuff that you and I once we weren't going well together brought into my headspace sometimes it's good to have that breakup you know just because you were once together with somebody doesn't mean that you need to try to fight to stay together if it's not worth the puzzle pieces sticking together so that's just basically what that poem is and a lot of times I'll be honest I feel a little weird because a lot of my pieces are short and I'm like dang I need to make it longer. But some poems, it's short and to the point. And, um, and that's not anything bad with it. So I do like that poem a lot. So yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, I be trying to tell you, girl. Like sometimes you know, you know when it's done. Like you don't have to go and add anything to something because it's short. As long as you get that message and that vibe across for exactly what you wanted to say for whatever theme or whatever concept or whatever subject, you good you goody and I enjoyed that one shoot I actually enjoy uh short pieces even though I don't have a lot of those it seems like yeah. I'd be having a lot to say but <laughs> I do have a couple and I do enjoy having short straight to the point pieces that do yeah. motion and the other thing um so back in undergrad days I used to share my poems in the notes section on Facebook oh Remember yeah that? we did <laughs> And I used to tag um, some friends that we went to college with. And one of the friends was like, ah, yeah, yeah, like, your poem's long. Can you write some short ones sometimes? So <laughs> I think that's what, like, kind of pushed me to write some short ones, too, just because I wanted to be able to share with people. But, you know, I don't see nothing wrong um, with a little short poem. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right, girl, let's go ahead and jump into our hot topics. Yeah, I like that one. All right, I'm so excited about this hot topic. Not that I'm excited about it when it's actually happening, but I'm excited about the topic in general because some human beings are getting on our nerves with what we are about to discuss. Am I right or am I right, Moni, to the ETDDD? <laughs> you're right. You're right. Especially for those that's in the 30 Club that can relate to. They understand. Yes. They're going to ask Or even before, let's say 23 to 30s and plus. Because, nah. All right, let me just stick with what you said. 
All right, so if you don't know, you are about to know that our hot topic today is all about the pressures that we receive to either have children, get married, or both. Let me say that again. The pressures to have children, get married, or both. Mm -hmm. I'm sure so many of our listeners can relate. So let's jump into it. Moni, you know, I got a question for you, girl. Yo, this seems like I have a recording that does this every time. But anyway, that means, you know, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Yeah. Have you ever been asked, when are you having kids? And then reminded of your age? And if so, what's your reaction? Okay, so surprisingly, I've never been openly asked when I would have kids. What does that mean? I'm going to let you know. I'm going to let you know. But I have been made fun of because I don't have kids yet at my age. No one has ever said like, hey, so when do you plan on having kids? Like, they never actually said that. But they'll be like, why you ain't got no kids? Like, (laughs) like something wrong with me. (laughs) Oh, my God. Because I'm at a certain age and I ain't met nobody to have children with. Like, damn, I just turned 30. Don't I still have time? I guess one joke that's always repeated that... I'll have a um, a five-year-old in my 30s while people that had kids in their 20s will have teenagers. Okay, that's perfectly <laughs> fine with me. Why? Because y'all teenagers will be able to babysit, babysit my kids. True. <laughs> 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 At least I'll be financially stable. Like, who has to say that having a child in my 30s can't be normal? Like, mm-hmm. of course, they say, like, by the time that we reach 35, like, that's, like a point for women where it gets a little bit more risky to have children. I'm not there yet. Okay. I'm not there yet. I literally just turned 30. So let's just, let's just calm it down. But honestly, I've always been scared to have a child in my twenties without finishing school first and like jumping into my career somewhat, at least get my foot in there just a little bit and making enough money to where I felt like, okay, I can take care of myself. So I feel like I can also bring a child into the world and be able to take care of them. But I also didn't want to be in a relationship and then we break up. And now I feel like I got a baby daddy and yeah. I feel like a single parent. <laughs> I didn't want to be in a situation like that. I wanted to be in something that was committed and we both agreed that we wanted to have a child and it didn't end up being something that just sort of happened. My mom had me when she was 20. So I was always determined to not do the same thing. So my mom always pushed me to make sure that when I had kids that I was ready that I went to school. So I would like to maintain a selfish lifestyle <laughs> before I have a child. I don't feel as if I'm at a point where I'm ready to take care of another life. Mm-hmm. Like as of right now, I'm happy with being, you know, the fine ass traveling auntie. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I can see myself doing as of right now. I can you know, go where I want, when I want, not have right. to worry about finding a babysitter. And by the time I do need a babysitter, like I said, all those folks that had kids in their 20s, they'll have teenagers looking for a job. So exactly, <laughs> I'll have the money, I'll be financially stable enough to take care of my kid and pay their kid to babysit mine. Okay. What about you? Well, before we get to the me, based off of like some things that you said, I definitely can relate. Like people who I know who have children or are married, one time we had a conversation, they were like, Girl, live your life, enjoy. You don't have children to worry about, a spouse to go back to and talk, you know, like try to plan things out. If you can go and go on the trip and do this and X, Y, and Z and not have to think about anybody else, enjoy it. So that's one part. The second part, you said something about like your mom having you in the 20s and then you wanting to focus on yourself and make sure you're okay before you bring somebody else into the world. Mm-hmm. I just always imagine like what, like no matter where I'm living, I knew that in my 20s, I wasn't at a place where if I brought somebody into the world, I'll be okay on my feet. Like I always imagine if I did bring somebody into the world, I'll probably have to pack up wherever I am and go back to my mom's house. And I wouldn't want to like be living at my mom's house with a kid and like my mom playing pseudo parent, like, no, I want to make sure I'm stable, uh, I'm stable and able to care for somebody else, but make sure I can care for myself and then have extra to care for somebody else. Yes, that's important. Thank you. So for me, yes, I have been asked so many times, so many ways, which is very annoying. Like I've been asked straight up and I've been asked like in unique ways. So I'm not sure if it's my age, or if it's like 
precisely that everybody else around me is either having children or married. For example, when I got to my new job, my current job, at that time, so many people were um, having babies, like it was maternity leave after maternity leave after maternity leave. And they kept saying, don't drink that water in the kitchenette, don't drink that water. And I was like, what? And they were like, people keep popping up pregnant all the time or whatever. <laughs> and then at my other job before that, it was like a lot of marriages and engagements going on too. So it just seemed like that was happening. And then in my personal life, friends, like real friends, not coworker friends. Not that, sorry, y'all. Coworker friends are my real friends, but you know you have different categories of like people in your life. Oh, yes. So my, my regular life friends, um, they too were getting married, engaged, having children, family, same thing. So it was just like my world around me, this is all happening. So it didn't matter if I was in the kitchenette at work. It didn't matter if I was at a cookout with family. These reminders are coming at different places. For example, with my friends, I was at a wedding and I was at a few weddings and everyone looked at me and said, and I didn't catch no bouquets. Let's put that out there. <laughs> but all of my friends in that network were like, you're next. You're next. Here we are three or four years later. I ain't got, I ain't got no boyfriend. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and then with the people at work, I remember one time the coworker like asked straight out like, so when y'all having kids? And I was like, what the heck? Like, this is coming out of nowhere. Um, and then somewhere else I'm being asked you know so like everywhere around me is just I'm being asked these questions and at first I would respond saying I don't know or like I'll giggle it off or whatever but then at the same time like as I grew and I matured I learned I don't have to giggle it to make these people feel comfortable like like what happened to the days where it's disrespectful to ask a woman of her age so is it not disrespectful to ask me why I don't have kids or where's my man or when, when am I getting married? Like, is that not disrespectful to right. you? So now I learned to say, can I get a man first? Or I ain't got a boyfriend or I'm single. Hello. Like will you, when people ask me those questions, that's my response. And most times that puts the end to it. Sometimes people go, go on and on. And I just learned to like, you know, go along with the conversation with them. The people that ask me the question the most are random people that I don't even know. Like their first surprise when they first find out how old I am because I look so young and I could pass for 20. Hello. But then it's an even bigger surprise when they find out I'm 30 and I don't have no kids. So they'd be all up in my business as if I have to give them an answer as to why I'm not married and I don't have a child. Like nobody's tried to lock you down yet. You too beautiful to be single. Like, and what surprises me, has surprised me the most is that I had a guy literally tell me verbatim, damn, Ain't no dude tried to put a baby in you. I would. Ew. Sir. How, first of all, that's the worst pickup line ever. Ever. Uh-uh. It's disrespectful. Who is that? It who is are, like, why would you tell me something like that? <laughs> if that's supposed to make me be attracted to you because you yeah. want to lay down with me and get me pregnant, you didn't even say anything about putting a ring on my finger. But you think because I'm beautiful that a man would have already tried to lock me down and have kids with me. That felt so, I felt so disrespected. Mm -hmm. Like, how can you speak to a woman in that manner? And like, who raised you? Who raised you? Like, what if somebody said that to your mama or your sister or your auntie? Like, would that be okay then? Ain't no no dude tried to put a baby in you? I would. It don't even sound sexy. Like, I can't even make it sound good. It's straight creepo. And secondly, should that even be my priority over getting married to have a kid? Like, why wouldn't I want to be in a nice, healthy relationship? Exactly. And I just prefer to be married. Like, that's my preference. There's nothing wrong with someone wanting to be married before they have children. Some people don't even want to have children and they just want to get married. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Some people don't want to get married at all and they want to have kids. This is what I want to do with my life. This is my preference, honey. Like, get out of here. Find somebody to put a baby in me. Find my (laughs) husband. Shoot. You know they got the banks. (laughs) I'm not doing that either. I mean, if it gets to that point, I just have to adopt or something to freeze my eggs and have a surrogate if I get past a certain age, honestly. So I've gotten the questions, like I said, from family members, coworkers, not so much the friends, like the friends is just the insinuating or like the manifestation and stuff like that. Like, oh, you're next. It's going to come for you. I see it coming for you. But um, 
with my family is I feel like basically like my mom's side is just me and one brother biologically. So my brother has three boys. And the latest thing that happened was I was washing dishes and then um my mom was uh she just randomly was like, So when you have a daughter, are you gonna and I jumped in, I was like, if I have a daughter. And then she was like, she like took a, a pause and then she was like, So when you have a daughter, are you gonna and then she continued with her conversation. I was just like, Okay, my when my sister in law was pregnant with my twin nephews, when we found out they were boys, I heard conversations. They were like, Well, I guess we're gonna depend on Yaya to bring a girl. Guess we're gonna be on Yaya to bring a girl. And then aside from that, like like I said before, going to cookouts. So when you're gonna have a baby, I don't know if it's because like it's just my brother having the kids or if it's and I'm not having any or what it, or if it's just like the age thing for them, just wondering what's going on with me. I don't know. But then like for me, I don't know yet because I've never tried to get pregnant. But it's just like of course my mom would know, but other people wouldn't know. Like it's just so a damper because you don't know if I am trying. So like for y'all to be asking these questions, it can be like it can be hurtful as a reminder of trauma or anything. Like, what if I was pregnant before and I had a miscarriage? What if I've been trying to get pregnant and can't get pregnant? Right. But as far as I know right now, I don't even look at my hand, it's bare. I don't have a husband. I don't even have a boyfriend. So like what do you want me to do? Just go find a stranger, give him some lucky and then give you just get a baby just so y'all can have a baby like what if it ends up being a boy then you won't want me to try again like, right <laughs> so then aside from that like i had an old co-worker who would try to so remember i said at my old job people kept getting engaged married like engaged married engaged married everybody right. just popping up except for miss love so one of my old co-workers who i was really cool with she would try to um hook me up with people like literally like if i told her i met someone She'd be like, oh, you better do this, girl. You should wear this. Make sure y'all do this. Da, 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 da. Like, try to, like, give me a blueprint of what I should do to make sure that that relationship or situation goes well enough for me to become a girlfriend, for me to become engaged, for me to become a wife so I could, like, be like everybody else. And then aside from that, if that didn't work, she was trying to, um, like, looking around at the new hires that were working, like, oh, he's so cute. I don't think he got no kids. I don't think he got a wife things like that like try to hook me up with people and I'm just like okay like some of it was good because you know some of the people were lookers or whatever but then some of it was like a constant reminder that I'm single and even times when I don't want to remember that you know yeah at another job randomly in the kitchenette we were all sitting one day I don't know what we were talking about but that person put her hands on the table and was like so when are y'all gonna have kids no, nothing about a boyfriend, a husband, nothing. We were like, and we're the only single people in the job. We're the kind of the only ones without kids or whatever. And we were like, I did my new line. I did my new line. Can I get a man first? I ain't got no husband. <laughs> and if she didn't care. She was literally like, that don't matter. You you don't need to get a man. Just make sure you meet, just meet somebody, have sex with him, have a baby and give rid of the man. That's what, what I did. That's what she said. Yeah, absolutely not. You Basically, know, it's actually, it's really women down the world like that. She proves it. Like that's crazy to just be with a man to get pregnant and get rid of the man. What if that man wanted to be in the baby's life? Like what? You gonna set this man up just to give you a baby and not even necessarily want to be in a relationship with him? You still mm-hmm. gotta raise the child together, or you just plan on getting pregnant, not telling him, and just going about your merry way and be a single mama? And that's what the kicker was because I was like. I I don't know her story, but I'm pretty sure you didn't go into it intentionally like, hey, I'm going to get knocked up by this man, give me a baby and be out. It just happens that way. Like, of course, there are a lot of single women in America with children. So maybe some people, you know, get a turkey baster or just get a man to have a baby on purpose and then leave them, perhaps. But that's not the story that I want for me and my family. Um, but I do know... And I have been one of the few that said, hey, by 34, if I'm still single with no kids, then me and this friend make a pact and we'll say, okay, we'll end up, you know, you're a good friend. We'll have a baby together. Even with that pact, I'm like, can I break that pact? Because that's still nothing 
that's still not anything that I want. Like, I, I want the whole unit. I want at least, I'll say, the, like, least a boyfriend and a child and we're together. But most, like, what I really want is my husband and I be in love and have a child together. I don't want to just, like, a, a oopsie baby and then we don't even end up being together. That's not what I want. People, like, really have these conversations just, like, why are you speaking this over my life? A lot of the people that are saying these things specifically are people who were are single parents. Like none of these women I see with men or husband or anything. Yeah, they have kids, and you know, and their kids have kids and stuff like that. But were y'all in a relationship and then y'all broke up, or did you get pregnant and he said he wanted nothing to do with the child, or did you get with him and he gave you the option to get an abortion? Like stuff like that happens. So don't a lot try of to make those it things seem- happen to somebody else like you was originally supposed to end up like this and then try to give me advice the only person um that would have did that that did that was Portia remember she had the um baby contract she tried to do the baby contract with her friend oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) so I guess there are some people like that but yeah keep that energy over there if I don't come to you trying to have this conversation initiating it with you just don't don't like do men get these questions they probably do they oh probably we do. should add some men right i'm not even sure they might not get it as often i don't know but i'm pretty sure men end up at some point in time getting conversations about them settling down and having a wife and having some kids and extending yeah. the family name and like building a legacy and generational wealth and all that stuff i'm sure they get I those conversations they get, i wonder if they feel like it's pressure that's a good question i'm gonna ask my homeboys like what they consider it as pressure? Maybe not. It's probably just an annoying question that they hear over and over again. <laughs> but speaking of pressure, do you experience having internal pressures like for yourself? Do you ever um like whether it's from social media or just in your head knowing your age or seeing people around you, do you ever feel like, dang, I need to hurry up and get married? I need to hurry up and get kids. I would say I'm 50-50 on self-pressure, especially when I'm reminded that the clock is ticking. Like I said before, what clock? 30 my um parental clock i got this rolly it don't tick top Ah. she ain't got no rolly y'all anyway (laughs) but when i'm um reminded of my clock ticking knowing that by the age of 35 it's gonna be a little more troublesome a little harder more things that i have to be concerned about in regards to getting pregnant and wanting to have a child or having a child after 35 your child could have a lot more issues physically and mentally it's um you'll be at risk like you're gonna have to have more doctor's appointments and stuff like that because it's a high-risk pregnancy right that's that's where I feel the pressure of knowing that I'm at high risk by the age of 35 and I'm already 30 but without a ring on this finger and walking down the aisle there is no baby coming out of me (laughs) like that's just how I foresee my life even though granted it may come to a point where I do by chance end up being pregnant and having a baby before I actually get married okay if it happens it happens I just pray that it happens with someone that's willing to be a parent or that I'm in a committed relationship that maybe down the line turns into marriage but I want to make sure that when I do have a child that I'm ready I get excited when I see people down my timeline though and they get married and getting engaged Knowing that I'll have that experience of being happy, I'm just like, Ugh, I can't wait for it to happen. So I don't necessarily feel that pressure. I'm like, when it's time, it's going to be time. And fortunately for myself, my closest friends have yet to jump the room and have children. We Not are, fortunately for you. I'm just saying, I don't have the, I don't have that close knit pressure like on girlfriends. Joan out here yeah. getting all jealous because folks out here married before her. I'm not a Joan. <laughs> I'm just out here living my life as best as I possibly can and happy for being, you know, the auntie that brings back gifts from my trips until Mr. Wright arrives and then we have children. You were auntie right. too, so you know. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm a I'm I'm that auntie that wanna be your bestie. <laughs> I think I'm a cool auntie. Oh, you should have saw Noah at my own birthday. So I have twin nephews, Noah and Niall, and I have my Jordan, Shmordan. But Noah and Niall are five months. And when they were singing happy birthday to me, <laughs> he was all smiling and bouncing like, 
<laughs> then when I was opening my birthday gifts, he was all excited walking. He yes, they're in the walkers at five months. <laughs> um, he was all scooting in the walker trying to get to the gift wrapping paper. It was so cute. Now I was all he was sleepy. He he didn't wake up until um he was asleep. He didn't wake up until I blew out the candles. My woke him up. <laughs> <laughs> he had a strong breath. Yeah. <laughs> I had to make sure it was no spit in it because you know corona. Coronavirus. But I did get just I did just get tested for Corona. I'm clear. But anyway, back to our topic. Sorry, I was thinking about <laughs> my nephews. I get the pressures on and off. Like sometimes I feel like I'm good. I'm not concerned. You know, I think about the advice my friends gave me. Chill, have fun, enjoy your singleness while you have it. Sometimes when I see people on social media, just like you said, um, whether people I know or I don't know, you see engagements always happening weddings you see the babies and everything's like oh so cute like I don't want that I want that you see that post that always say me somebody's son vacations like all that stuff is just popping up popping up popping up in your face so a lot of times I don't know if it's me like if it's me thinking these things that I want it or if it's that my mind is seeing it so much like a commercial over and over again that it's like Hey, Burger King, have your way. Burger King, have your way. Burger King, have your way. And now I'm in my car. I'm like, Burger King, have your way. Let me pull out to Burger King. I want Burger King. Like, is that what's going on with me wanting children and a husband when I do want that? The only time I feel like outside of social media, a lot of times during my ovulation. Mm. For example, again, when I see a cute baby, I'm like, oh, like, my ovaries. Like, oh, it's such a cute baby. And then I know, like, Prior to my menstrual cycle starting, a lot of time that's when I'm like, I just wish I had somebody to cuddle with. I wish I had somebody to come home to cook for. I wish I had, you know, somebody to share my life with. Now, it's not every month that it happens, but I notice that when it does happen, it's around that time. Yeah. It used to be, like, when I was younger, I'll be honest, I used to thirst for it because a lot of my friends um, from grad school, everybody except two of us have a boyfriend Actually, nobody's with a boyfriend now. Everybody has children and or are married for actually the three of us who aren't. Why am I in that three? You're so great. You're going to find somebody. Uh, the bad person is going to find you. I believe it's going to be in the right timing. At the weddings, they're telling me you're next. Um, when I meet, like, I went on this date with this guy and he looked at me. He was like, he's, I forget. He was just looking at me, actually. And I was like, what? Like, you got something to say? Because I was in mid conversation. He's like, I just don't get why you're single. And then I was on a date um, a few years ago with this guy. And this is kind of funny to say, but he started crying. And um, actually, I, it wasn't a date. It was a hangout because, quote unquote, he had just broken up with his girlfriend. So in my head, we're just hanging out because you're not ready to date anybody right. or whatever. So he started crying. He was like, it just sucks because you're such a great woman. And I know I can't be with you. So it's like kind of bothering me that you're great and I can't have, basically he can't have me right, because right. of the availability. Yet and still, I'm still here, like still single, you know? So I, it's just like th those things of pressure um, that I get. So yeah, it's on and off. It's never like a steady kind of thing. Just witnessing people in my same age range, getting married, having kids. It, it did make me wonder, is there something I'm doing wrong? Like, am I hanging out at the wrong spots? Like, why at this point don't I at least have a long-term relationship? Why is it always a situationship? I saw somebody uh, tweet on Twitter earlier today saying, um, I'm tired of these two to three month relationships. Like, if God, if I'm an oil change, but it's like, you know, yeah, like, so you just start wondering, like, what the heck am I, am I doing something wrong or what? I don't know, but. So right now it's off. I hope it stays off and don't have to, you know, when Mr. Right comes my way, let it turn back on because I don't want to push him away because I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's the, what's the, what's the scenario? All right, y'all. So in today's scenario segment, we're giving you two scenarios because we could not decide on one. And these are coming from theeverygirl.com. Our first one is Amanda27 from Louisiana. I'm from the South. So if you're not married by your mid-20s, what are you even doing with your life? That's probably where my pressure to get married started. I'm 27 and the older I get, the more I feel like I'm in a race to seal the deal. Since my early 20s, 
I've second guessed a lot of decisions because they could jeopardize my chances to get married, even if it was clearly the right decision for me. I'm in a great long-term relationship and marriage isn't our priority right now because hashtag adulting and financial responsibility and so many other good reasons, but I still feel this urgency to move to the next step. And I don't feel like I'll ever be secure in a relationship until there is a ring on my finger. The logical part of me knows that a ring doesn't change a relationship, but my low-key obsession with marriage never really goes away. It's even caused me to question whether I'm in a relationship for the right reasons. I'd love to get married, but for the right reasons. The pressure I put on myself is definitely something I need to work through before I can say marriage is the right choice for me. I mean, hey, I feel her on the last part. If you feel pressure to do it, you might want to double think. <laughs> Take a step back and like, is this something that I really want to do or am I doing it because I feel like I should be doing it? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the first sentence for me. I'm so hypocritical for this. <laughs> I'm from the South. So if you're not married by your mid-20s, what are you doing with your life? And that's what I kept thinking about earlier, like the social norms. In your mid-20s, that's when you should have the house, the car, the kids, the dog. You want it all. Oh, yes. <laughs> you want it all in, in that area. But then at the same time, how you were saying earlier, am I even ready for that? Like, if I didn't have to spit out my age and all these other things about my life, am I a suitable parent? Am I suitable enough to be a, a spouse for someone? And... Yeah, I got I got my man. I'm in a long-term relationship, but I just don't feel that urgency to move to that next step. But then right. like you got people, Tanya, Toya, and Paul saying, dang, you've been with your man for seven years, eight years, three years. Sometimes they be like two years. What's next? Like, dang, what's next with you, Tanya? <laughs> you ain't got no man. Like, what's next with you? Let's so en- it- let us enjoy our what we got going, our relationship. Yeah while we enjoying it. Shoot, the pressure from other people can have your relationship all tops to turn. Especially what she's saying, I still feel this urgency to move to the next step, but she doesn't say there's a, a security. She doesn't feel secure enough in a relationship until she gets a ring on her finger. So what do you think about that part? I mean, that I can understand. It's almost as if, okay, I'm getting married, which means this relationship is solidified. I'm going to walk down the aisle. But also, too, like she said, the ring doesn't necessarily change the relationship. So based on how the relationship is before a ring is put on that finger, it doesn't mean it's going to become some magical new experience because you decide to get married. So regardless of the urgency that she feels, she needs to assess whether or not the person that she's with is the right person to be married to. I think she's saying, like, she has a great long-term relationship with this guy. But like how you always say, I'm single till I'm married. So maybe that's what she's saying. Like, I don't feel like I'm trying to settle and say I never want to get married because I don't feel like our relationship is solidified until we take that next step. I just want to bring out that part that she did say. um, Sometimes I feel out. I may not be secure in my relationship until I get that ring on my finger. Our next scenario is from Courtney, 28, from Columbus, Ohio. That's Courtney. Yes. I think older generations just don't understand why I'm not settled down with a baby. I had an old boss ask me why I wasn't waiting for a husband to purchase a house versus doing it alone and that I better find him soon since my biological clock is ticking. Old guys can be such stereotypes sometimes. Sounds like a Karen, bro. Sounds like a Karen. Mm. Also, it could be a Midwest swing thing, but my cousins are younger than me and are married with children. Work and friends used to be two sources of my pressure until recently when all my friends started settling down. I am happy for all of them, but I have this nagging question of whether or not I'm being left behind. Is it my fault I haven't found someone? It sucks because a woman who has paid her own way through college, works full time, paid off her car, bought a house and handles everything that comes with home ownership still isn't seen as successful. It's frustrating that the only accomplishment is marriage. I can't get my own house and all these other things by myself. Like, why do I have to have a man in order to get that stuff? Like, what? But I think it may be seen in the eyes of some, that's not what men look for. Granted, she doesn't need that to get a man. 
Yeah. But just saying, just because you have all those things, it's not going to make you get a man. Why not just wait until you have a husband to get all those things for you? Not saying that it's right. And that may not be verbatim when anyone says, but I could just see along the lines of, yes, you're a successful woman. You have all these things. You have all these things for you. But is a man necessarily looking for a super successful woman to marry? Why can she want that house for herself? She can want it for herself. And if she wanted, she can go ahead and damn well go get it. Do what you need to do for you, boo. Don't put on no man. Karen said her old boss. <laughs> her old boss was an old man, though. Oh. And she said old guys Carl. can be such stereotypes sometimes. And then also he's thinking from a, a perspective of an older generation, like maybe like men taking care of their women and women not yeah. necessarily needing to work or do anything out of the home because they're taking care of home you know what i'm saying you see so, how other people put their pressures on you mm-hmm. just saying it could be along it could be along the lines of that a general the generational gap yeah probably traditional traditional marriage still stands in the minds of some people in regards to how they want to court a woman, what they would like a woman to do. Are we splitting things 50-50? Are we doing 30-70? Is he paying all the major bills? Are you paying the smaller bills? Would you like him to take care of all the bills and you not have to worry about anything? All I hear is bills, bills, bills. <laughs> child. Hey, you want a baller or you want to take on some of the responsibility of taking care of house and home? So right now I'm thinking about well I've, I've already decided that I wanted to find somewhere else to live and they're like well you're in a, a space where you don't have to like I said earlier but in a different context you don't have to think about anybody else um you're just looking for yourself so you know space with two three bedrooms should be fine or whatever for me and that support to be able to say okay you know, go for that house, go for that car, go, if you want to leave the state, go for it. If you want to travel, go for it. Like that kind of support is something that I appreciate. Um, even when I did, did initially, so like when I was thinking about buying a house, um, I was like, I got to get a house, I got to get a house. Because I, without the knowledge of like um, knowing how to buy a house and what it, you know, takes going back and forth, because I'm like, well, what if I don't want to stay in Jersey? What if I want to leave? What happens if as soon as I buy the house, I get a boyfriend and then within two years we get married? Like, well, this is my house, you know? And they were like, you know, you get your house for now and then you can sell that house or you can rent the house out, you know, things like that. And that's where I appreciate uh, the other people, same age and older in my life, telling me these things. But this girl with the, the boss telling her that, I don't know. But then she said also it could be a Midwest thing. But my cousins who are younger than me are married with children. So do you feel like where you're from plays a part in the stereotypes of you having a child or marriage by a certain age? No, because I know a lot of people I know that was having kids in high school. And I most definitely yeah. wasn't having no child in high school. I wanted to go to college. I know a lot of people that didn't leave and didn't go off to college. They stayed here. They had jobs. They had kids. I can't tell nobody else how to live their life. I chose to do what I wanted to do for myself, which still mm -hmm. goes for people in regards to the pressure that they may, they may be feeling. You have to make the decision in regards to what you want to do for you, whether that's deciding who you want to be married to, when you would like to have kids, if that's a matter of adoption, freezing your eggs, whatever the case may be. Like You have to make the best decision to decide how you want your life to be, regardless of the pressure. Now it's time for the announcements. Time for announcements. It's time. Time for announcements. Time for announcements. That looks like a cheerleading clap, not a church clap. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for announcements. Time for announcements. It's time for announcements. Time That's for better. announcements. <laughs> That's better. Okay, so for our announcements, our first announcement is our question of the month for the month of October 2020. What is your go-to song when you are feeling down? It's starting to get cold outside, y'all. And, you know, we're about to near the time of the year when depression starts to hit. Mind you, that has already been surfacing because of COVID and different things going on. But we really want to know what are some songs that uplift your spirits? So 
You're gonna see us posting it on IG. Make sure you drop your comment, letting us know what that song is. And when you put the title, please also put the artist because we would love to um, add these songs to our playlist or listen to them ourselves when we are feeling down. If you answer and you are a member, you will be entered twice to win. What's better than that? Winning. Nothing. Okay. Right. Winning is better than that. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's great that you get to be entered to Wizzeye. All right, y'all. We also have our Spotify playlist. Make sure y'all are following it on Spotify. Love Loud Vibes with an S. If you would like to help us add to that playlist, make sure you are following us on Wednesday so you can help vote for the song of the week. We're going to post a quote and Yaya and I like to battle it out and post the song that we think will go with that quote. And all you have to do is vote and let us know which one you vibing with. And that's the song that gets added to the list. Speaking of subscribing, we want you to also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Perhaps you're on YouTube right now listening to our podcast because it's also on YouTube, Spotify, different forms of podcast platforms <laughs> but on our youtube channel you'll also be able to see different things that we have to offer we like to answer our questions of the month on there we have our original episodes of true carpet on there because remember we started on instagram live mm-hmm. which we posted on youtube and we have other things other fun videos on there as well so if you don't want to miss out make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel and last but certainly not least if you all do not know love loud has a blog section on our website so if you have not yet checked it out and you are looking for something new to read we have a variety of blogs for you to check out the one from september was in honor of Suicide Awareness Month, written by Yannique, which is a very heart-touching blog that she wrote due to personal experience. So definitely go ahead and check that out. And then the next blog for October will be posted sometime this month. And that's all, folks. Thank you so much for tuning into our Truth Carpet, episode 11, a podcast by Love Loud LLC. Yay, yay. So excited. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh, we got through it, girl. We got through it. And actually, we almost uh all the way through season season one. Woo! Yep. Not just yet, y'all. Nah. Not just yet, but we're getting close. But well, we're getting close. Man, I'm excited. I'm so glad to be able to do this with you, girl. Oh, my gosh. This is an experience that would cherish. Oh, my gosh. Forever somebody, and always. Somebody come get her. <laughs> and pass me a tissue. Ugh. Thanks, y'all, for tuning in. We'll be with y'all in two weeks. Two weeks, y'all. See you. Bye.